0: This message is a recording from Kaleo Phoenix, a church plant in downtown Phoenix that creates space to practice the ways of Jesus together as the multi-ethnic family of God. Works well. Happy Sunday, everyone. Happy Sunday. My name's Kendall. My pronouns are he, him, and happy Black History Month, everyone. You can give it up for Black History Month. It's a month to be celebrated for sure, so... Um, I'm going to share a little bit from what Chris mentioned, Dr. King, who here is like a younger sibling. How many people here are younger siblings? We got a lot of older siblings in here. What? I'm a younger brother. I'm a younger sibling. There were just two of us, my brother and I. And so when my brother was around, I was relaxed. I knew he would be in charge and be the one to make the tough decisions. And I kind of got to just chill and be there. If our parents went around, but if arguments arose with our parents, I would choose to be the instigator I was good at starting fights and having my brother finish them, he'd be the one to fight and I'd just be the hype man. <laughs> and so today, as I share, I feel as if I'm the instigator in the fight against injustice and white supremacy as I use the words of my older brother Martin to do the real fighting for me. And so his words are my words today, and I believe his words have come from God. So we're continuing through Martin Luther King Jr.'s book, Strength to Love, which is a collection of his sermons, as Chris mentioned. And today I'll be drawing from King's sermon titled On Being a Good Neighbor. Guess what Bible story he uses on being a good neighbor. We'll center our discussion today. In King's statement in the book, which I'll read, it says this. It says, the good Samaritan engaged in a dangerous altruism. We so often ask, what will happen to my job, my prestige, or my status if I take a stand on this issue? Will my home be bombed? Will my life be threatened? Or will I be jailed? The good man always reverses the question." Albert Schweitzer did not ask what will happen to my prestige and security as a university professor and to my status as a Bach organist if I work with the people of Africa. But rather he asked what will happen to these millions of people who have been wounded by the forces of injustice if I do not go to them. Martin Luther King continues to say, Abraham Lincoln did not ask what will happen to me if I issue the Emancipation Proclamation and bring an end to chattel slavery, but he asked what will happen to the union and to the millions of Negro people if I fail to do it. The Negro professional does not ask what will happen to my secure position, my middle class status, or my personal safety if I participate in the movement to end the system of segregation, but what will happen to the cause of justice and the masses of Negro people who have never experienced the warmth of economic security if I do not participate actively and courageously in the movement. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but is where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. The true neighbor will risk his position, his prestige, and even his life for the welfare of others. In dangerous valleys and hazardous pathways, he will lift some bruised and beaten brother to a higher and more noble life. After that, now allow me to to read the story of the Good Samaritan. So as as Chris mentioned, we look back to different black churches and traditions in honor of Black History Month. Um, Let's say we stand as I read, as I read today. Stand for the reading of the word, if you will. OK, I um, can't seem to find my, um, my notes for the verse. Let me look it up real quick, Luke 10. You, know what, you guys can actually go ahead and take a seat. <laughs> while I search, while I search for it, no need to stand. You're okay. Let let me set the story up as I find it. It's okay. I got it here. I have it in this other tab. So um, let me set it up as I as I find it. So Jesus is approached by an expert in religious law, who asks him an important question: What should I do to inherit eternal life? And this is like the question that. That people ask today, what do I have to do to be saved? What's the good news? What's the gospel for me and my people? So Jesus leads him to answer his own question, stating the greatest commandment is that you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Let's see, I think I found it. So Jesus then uh, tells a story to teach him that. Okay, I found it but it's a, it's a different version. This is the, this is the USA version. Is it okay if I read it? No no, no, no. So it says Jesus replied with a story. A black American man was traveling from work to home to be with his mother and he was attacked by two police officers. They stripped him off his clothes, beat him, and left him half dead beside the road. Another police officer came by, but when he saw the man lying there, he walked up to the man and began kicking him. And then a fourth officer came and and went to look at him to only beat him with a baton. And then a fifth officer came and went to look at him to only kick him. Then a sixth and seventh officer came who only appeared to watch and observe. No one came along to save him. No one felt compassion for him. No one soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. No one put the man in his own car to take him to an inn where he could be taken care of. No one took care of this man. Now, who would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, no one. No one showed him mercy No one was with him. Let's take a deep breath together. I'll pray and we'll continue to talk. Let's pray. Father, we thank you um, for loving us. We thank you for seeing us. God, I pray that you speak to us today. Speak to us, cause us to reflect. That leads us to action, to love more. God, I I pray that the words that I would say fall flat on the floor, but the words that you would have to say would hit the minds and hearts of everyone here. In the name I pray, amen. Amen. Now, this seems to be a a different account. I apologize on what I found. But uh, if I recall how how the real story goes, it was a man was beaten by bandits, and no one helps him, even a priest and temple assistant walking by. However... An unexpected and unlikely person who is despised by the people Jesus is telling the story to is the individual who helped the beaten man, a Samaritan. The good Samaritan had something that King called dangerous altruism. He states in the book that altruism is defined as regard for and the devotion to the interest of others. The Samaritan possessed a dangerous altruism. He states that the Samaritan was good because he made concern for the others the first law of his life. I'm curious what made the good Samaritan this way. and what ways was he formed and developed to lead him to care for the man who was beaten and have this love ethic? What made him believe in solidarity with this beaten up man that the priest and the assistant walking by did not? So in life, often your life matches up what you confess to believe, right? And so watch this. This is just a little small. This is nothing crazy. I'm not drawing anything. But this is a, this is a quick teaching um, moment. So oftentimes people will have confess. People have a confession, what they believe, what they say is true in their lives, or what the things they say they're about. And then they have the live life. This is why I'm not a teacher. But life that they actually live, and the life people live. That your confession, what you say, should match up with the life that you live. And all of life, as we journey through life, is about trying to erase the line that divides that so that we're holistic people, not living as hypocrites. And so in seminary this week, we were asked to share our theological journey with one another. And as I, I shared my theological journey within the past four years with a guest who was invited to seminary, I, I shared it with him and he paused for a second. And he confessed to me, he says it sounds like your journey has led you to care more about people. And hearing this about my journey, I paused for a second. And I affirmed what he said. Yes, I stated. I said, my hope is that my theology journey has led me to love my neighbor more. I saw this quote on Facebook this week posted by the Happy NGO organization. It was by John Fatima Neil stating, when Christianity is working, what we care about is our neighbor. When Christianity is not working, what we care about is Christianity. Our theology should lead us to care for our poor and oppressed neighbors who we have nothing to gain by standing in solidarity with them. Paulo Freire, he has a similar reflection on this image, but he replaces confession with reflection and life with action. So instead of confession, he says reflection and action. And so... This is a book that we are reading currently at Neighborhood Ministries called Pedagogy of the Oppressed. And he discusses that this process of reflection and action is what we do in dialogue and conversation with one another. And that he says this is a big part of what makes us human. This reflection and then action piece is what makes us different than animals and what makes us human. And so we see the lives of the priests and the, and the temple priests who passed by. The beaten person. This means that there was something that was inhumane, not about the person who was beaten and bloodied by the bandits, but by those who ignored him. Something that was not fully human about the priest and the temple assistant. The action and result of the action resembles the humanity practiced by the Samaritan and the good fruit that the Samaritan produced in his human life. See, I believe that songs that we sing, just like the beautiful songs we sung today, shape people's theology. And a good friend of mine from Neighborhood Ministry shared this bridge of a song with me. The song goes, I'm not going to sing it, but I'm going to say it. It says, you know the tree by the fruit, but just between me and you, I never do what I want. I do what I'm taught. And I've been learning a lot about the violence I'm capable of. I learn a lot about the violence I'm capable of because of what I've been taught. Many people have learned to be violent and inhumane to others because of what they were taught and shown. There was something taught to the priest and temple assistant that led them to ignore the beaten man and act inhumane. However, we see that the Samaritan was a good tree because of his fruit. The good fruit of the Samaritan was not because of pity he had for the beaten man, but because of a true compassion that led the Samaritan and where he wanted to be with him. King states that true altruism is more than a capacity to pity. It is the capacity to sympathize. He says, Pity may represent little more than the impersonal concern which prompts the mailing of a check, but true sympathy is the personal concern which demands the giving of one's soul. Pity may arise from interest in an abstraction called humanity, but sympathy grows out of a concern for a particular needy human being who lies at life's roadside. Sympathy is fellow feeling for the person in need, his pain, agony, and burdens. He says our missionary efforts fail when they are based on pity rather than true compassion. Instead of seeking to do something with the African and Asian peoples, King writes, we have too often sought only to do something for them. This with versus for mentality. He says, an expression of pity devoid of genuine sympathy leads to a new form of paternalism, which no self-respecting person can accept. This is what it means to be in solidarity or to truly be an ally, To truly be with someone means you're in solidarity. And so my question I want to discuss today, my brothers and sisters, is where are the Good Samaritans today? Where were the Good Samaritans when Tyree Nichols was beaten by five cops to die three days later? Where are the Good Samaritans when the killing of Emmett Till, a 14-year-old boy on vacation from Chicago, who reportedly flirted with a white woman in a store, and three nights later, two men took Till from his bed, beat him, shot him, and dumped his body in the Tallahatchie River? Where are the Good Samaritans during the killing of Willie Edwards Jr., a truck driver, who was on his way to work when he was stopped by four Klansmen? The man mistook Edwards for another man who they believed was dating a white woman. They forced Edwards at gunpoint to jump off a bridge into the Alabama River. Edwards' body was found three months later. Where are the Good Samaritans when Eric Garner died after he was wrestled to the ground by a New York police officer on suspicion of illegally selling cigarettes? Everyone say Eric Garner. Where were the Good Samaritans during the death of Michael Brown, who was 18, when he was killed by a police officer in Ferguson, Missouri, who was responding to reports that Brown had stolen a box of cigars? Say Michael Brown. Where were the Good Samaritans during the death of Tamir Rice, a 12-year-old boy who was shot dead in Cleveland, Ohio, by a police officer after reports of a male who was probably a juvenile pointing a gun that was probably fake at passerby's? Say Tamir Rice. Where were the Good Samaritans during the death of Philando Castile, who was killed while out driving with his girlfriend in St. Paul, Minnesota? Say Philando Castile. Where was the Good Samaritans during the death of Brianna Taylor, a 26-year-old emergency medical technician who was shot eight times when officers raided her apartment in Louisville, Kentucky? Say Brianna Taylor. And so many others. Where were all the good Samaritans after the lynching of so many Black Americans, along with their white allies? But someone tell me, how can there be good Samaritans when there are none that are being developed? How can there be good Samaritans when churches look more like modern KKK rallies, as they call Black Lives Matter demonic, uh, Black Lives Matter demonic, and view them as more of a threat than an ally? How can there be good Samaritans when we do not allow women of color, a most marginalized group in our country, to preach and teach? How can there be good Samaritans when people are more concerned with keeping false peace instead of joining the movement of making the world more just? How can there be good Samaritans when conferences that talk about justice and racial unity are canceled? How can there be good Samaritans when people fear of not receiving white approval? How can there be good Samaritans when not conforming to the norms of an unjust social order will not give you numbers, money, or popularity? How can there be good Samaritans when people like to feel to only affection towards God without actually having action in their lives and loving other people? How can there be good Samaritans when we do not have enough worship leaders who know how to sing and lead people to reflect on the God of justice and liberation? How can there be good Samaritans when people are more concerned about being right than loving? How can there be good Samaritans when people are more concerned about getting people to heaven when they die instead of helping? Helping to redeem God's good creation. How can there be good Samaritans when there is no one being developed and formed to be the hands and feet of Jesus? (laughs) Someone tell me how. Where were all the good Samaritans during the lynching of over 3,000 black Americans from 1882 to 1968? We need now more than ever a theology that will lead us to love our neighbors, don't we? There was a song created called Strange Fruit in 1939 that was a protest to the lynching of black Americans. The lyrics imagine black victims as fruit on trees. I want us to have a moment of silence as we reflect and lament the black lives that have died to systemic injustice that is woven into the fabric of our country.
1: Southern trees, barren strange fruit, blood on the leaves, blood at the roots black bodies swinging in the southern breeze strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees of the gallant south. Them big bulging eyes and the twisted mouth Scent of magnolia Clean and fresh. Then the sudden smell. Of burning flesh. Here is a fruit.
0: time to, to find the real passage, let's now let us stand together and read the passage from Luke 10, 3 through 7, and try it again. So Jesus replied with a story is good it says, it says a jewish man was traveling from jerusalem down to jericho and he was attacked by bandits they stripped off his clothes beat him up and left him half dead beside the road and by chance a priest came along but when he saw the man lying there he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. But then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. And going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his donkey, took him to an inn where he took care of him, And the next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you next time. I'm here. Jesus says, now which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, now you go and do the same. Go ahead and take a seat. Are there any good Samaritans in the room today who will go and do the same? Are there any good Samaritans who who will stand with the poor and the underserved and the oppressed? Shout yes if that's you. Y'all ain't hearing me. Before we drown into the sea of despair, I'm reminded I want to thank God for the good Samaritans who have gone before us. and, And we go to do the same as the good Samaritans and produce. Good fruit. I look back to the Good Samaritan Diedrich Bonhoeffer, a German theologian and anti Nazi dissident who wrote to disciple others into solidarity, the Good Samaritan John Brown, an abolitionist who went on to attempt to overthrow the institution of American slavery, the Good Samaritan Harriet Tubman who risked her life to lead hundreds of slaves to freedom, the Good Samaritan Ella Baker who organized the civil rights movement, the Good Samaritan W.E.B. Du Bois who helped found the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People and the Good Samaritan, Martin Luther King, Jr., who practiced nonviolence in his struggle for civil rights, who was then assassinated. All the Good Samaritan moms who have lost their daughters and sons and have stood up to call out the injustice of police brutality. Our Good Samaritan, who grew up in poverty in, Je- in Nazareth, named Jesus, who was killed by his own Jewish brothers and the systemic evils of the Roman Empire because he represented an embodied healing and liberation in a social order that wanted to oppress and dehumanize, and so many others. We will now go and do the same as the Good Samaritans, my brothers and sisters. Will we go? Will we still do the same when it is hard and not comfortable? Will we still do the same when people call you a leftist or a Marxist? Will we still do the same if people say you don't go to a real Jesus-centric church? Will you do the same if you are harassed by people who think you are wrong? Will you do the same if people say you are too radical? Will you do the same if family members are confused by you? Will you do the same when people see your fruit as strange fruit? We are the fruit of the labor of the good Samaritans who have gone before us and who are still with us now. It is never too late to be a good neighbor. Amen? Amen. But when will the unjust police lynchings of black Americans stop? I know we're all tired of it. We continue to wait for the George Floyd Justice and Police Act to be passed to hopefully bring a change and stop the police killings of black Americans. Supporting this act by making people around you and your local officials aware of this is one way we can stand in solidarity. We need to be eager to be in solidarity with those who are being dehumanized and suffering. We must continue to speak up and stand out and say no more when we see the the dehumanization of another person. We must be on the lookout for ways we can be with those who have their backs against the wall. Dante Stewart, who's another Good Samaritan, who helps develop and form other Good Samaritans, answers the question of if he's watched the video of Tyree Nichols' murder. He answers it like this. He says, I believe vicarious suffering is a very real thing. We do not just suffer alone, but we see what other people go through and have to endure. And we feel the pain as well. But I also believe that vicarious love is a thing as well. He says, I watched the video because I wanted to be with him at every moment I possibly can. I don't want them to go through it alone. The key word here is with. You must search for ways to first see people and then be with them, to see and then be with. It is easy to develop compassion fatigue while doing this work as well. But you are not alone in this fight of solidarity because we have our older brother Jesus whose last words, are, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And he says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. His last words, he says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. As worship comes up, I'll I'll pray us out as we reflect in our own lives. Who do we need to be good Samaritans to? Allow me to pray. God, I ask that you would give us the strength to love, Father. Give us the the hope so that we can dance now in the present, Jesus, of of the good that's to come, of the justice that's to come, Jesus. God, we ask that that you would tear down systems that abuse and corrupt and oppress, Father. God, we ask, Father, that you would help us imagine a world, Father, where there can be love, where there can be peace, Father. God, we ask you to be with us in this fight. Father, we ask you to be with us when we may get called different names or viewed a certain way. Jesus, we ask you to not leave us alone, but to be with us, God. God, we thank you for seeing us and never stopping to be with us, Jesus. We thank you for your last words, God, that we're not doing this alone. It is your spirit with us, Father, that empowers us to go and do the same, Jesus. Now, Father, I ask that you would give us the courage, the strength, and the energy to go and do the same as the Good Samaritan. In your name I pray, amen. amen.
1: For more information about Kaleo, visit KaleoPHX.com or follow us on social media at KaleoPHX.